What is up, everybody? It is Rob, a.k.a. Cash, a.k.a. Cash Ketchum from the Fantasy Unleashed podcast. This is the third update of Beneficial Futures offered over on DraftKings. Before we get into the updates, which there weren't a lot, there was there were some ads uh, specifically for over-unders, and then there were also just a couple slight changes. We're going to give an update on a situation that is taking place specifically between DraftKings, the company, and Hindenburg Research. So two weeks ago, 6.15 is currently 6.30. Hindenburg Research revealed a short position as they simultaneously, again, simultaneously report, revealed a report that alleged that SB Tech, a company that merged with DraftKings as part of, of the SPAC deal, so when DraftKings initially went public and their IPO, it was via SPAC, that SB Tech g- generates significant revenue from questionable gambling pra- practices in overseas markets, aka black markets. Hindenburg Research, the firm that revealed the short position in the report simultaneously, is overall new to shorting position. Shorting position. Somehow, some way, they've been successful uh, supporting supposedly up to this point. It did hurt DraftKings when the report was revealed. Their price fell from the low 50s, below 48, then found ground at 48. Since then, though, if you've been following the marketplace at all, the S&P 500 has continued to break records day after day after day. So the S&P 500 is now at a five-day streak of breaking all-time highs. And as the market has continued to go up, DraftKings price has continued to go up as well. DraftKings should have never fell uh, because of this alleged malintent report from Hindenburg Research. DraftKings is now at $52 per share. And if they end up breaking that 50, 56 level, um, which there there seems to be some higher resistance there. I mean, it, it'll still take uh, quite a bit of effort even to get up to, to 54. But if they break that 54 and then they end up going to 56, we are talking absolute mooning. Maybe this could be one that retail ends up getting behind in which if that ends up being the case, Hindenburg Research is going to lose their fucking ass. They're probably going to lose their ass anyway, just because overall the market's going up and DraftKings is going up with the market. But let's just take a second. You get on DraftKings and you place bets. You don't bet against DraftKings. That's a cardinal sin. Now, good segue into some of the changes that took place on the NFL futures from from last week. First thing that we're going to cover is passing over under. So Jared Goff was added to the list. He was the only one that was added. He is currently at 1,150 yards over under last year he passed for 3900 yards that was that was on the rams he's now he's now on on, to, on detroit um in his career he's only uh thrown two seasons over uh 4100 4, yards that was in 2019 and, and 2018 in which he threw 4600 yards he took a step back last year on the rams mcveigh dumped his fucking ass hasn't said one nice thing about him since and now he's being put at a, a, a point of 4,100 yards over under by DraftKings on just what's expected to be a bottom three team in the league in Detroit. That's one. I mean, yeah, you could you could take the game script uh, stance all season that they're going to be down. He's going to have to throw, but there's not going to be any good. I just I don't see Jared Goff eclipsing 4,100 yards, especially when you have guys like Ryan Tannehill right below him at 4,000 yards. I mean, between the two, I would say, okay, over Ryan Tannehill under Jared Goff. Jumping over to rushing over under, there were a a lot more ads. In between Ezekiel Elliott and Christian McCaffrey, actually tied with Ezekiel Elliott, is Josh Jacobs uh, at 1,100 yards. He was added and David Montgomery at 1075. So that's pretty much right in line with uh, what they rushed for last year. Josh Jacobs rushed for 1,065 yards. David Montgomery, he rushed for 1,070 yards. I mean, David Montgomery is literally just, I mean, smack 
smack there uh, as his over in the unders at uh, 1,075 yards. It's worth noting that both these guys are going going in the fourth in the fourth round right now in drafts. David Montgomery, he's pretty much right on that three three four turn. I I haven't seen him go late late third uh, recently, but usually he's going either early, early fourth or mid fourth. Josh Jacobs, he's at the actually at the end of the fourth and into the fifth, and they're both between Saquon Barkley, who's at eleven seventy five, and Christian McCaffrey, who is at ten twenty five. Joe Mixon also was added, so Joe, Joe Mixon is uh, right now over under a thousand yards. I like. I like the over here, and I like the over here because in 2018, 13 games started, rushed for 1,168 yards. 2019, 15 games started, rushed for 1,137 yards. 2020, six games started, was averaging 71 yards uh, per game annualized. That's 1,141 yards. Joe Mixon, one healthy, has rushed for over 1,100 yards, and he's now currently on the best uh, offense that he's ever been on in his career with Joe Burrow acquisition of Jamar Chase. Uh, Najee Harris was also added. Najee Harris over under a thousand yards. No one on the Pittsburgh Steelers has rushed for over a thousand yards since uh, 2017. Le'Veon Bell. Najee Harris think he's going to be a workhorse. I don't think that even Anthony McFarland, second second year running back out of Illinois, is going to end up taking repetitions away from him. I I think that uh, Benny Snell, I think that Benny Snell is just dust uh, on the oldest parts in the warehouse that haven't, haven't moved in 20 years. Antonio Gibson over under also added uh, a thousand yards last year. Antonio Gibson rushed for 795 yards. Gun to my head, I would say over Antonio Gibson. CEH, Clyde Edward Hilaire, over under 850 yards, rushed for 803 yards last year. Seems like a hard one to be able to gauge. Those were some of the ads for um, over-unders passing and rushing. Um, some other small changes that took place when fewest games. So uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they went from uh, plus plus. 1400 so $10 to win $140 to uh, 1200 so uh, $10 to win $120. That's actually actually meaning that they're trending in a way that expecting the, them to be a bad team. I do believe that actually Philadelphia across the board uh, in some of the other categories, Super Bowl, um, I think I, I do believe that they are bottom they are bottom five. Uh, win most games. Green Bay was finally they were added as plus plus two thousand. Previously, they hadn't even been on on the list. Similarly to the game total for for Week One, I mean, just the uncertainty still of Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to be in Green Bay? Is he not going to be in Green Bay? And then you had the Devonte Devonte Adams cryptic tweet today, pretty much saying, "Oh, you never know what's going to happen in the future." Which it's so is Devonte Adams now now going to be out of town? And and another change was the Super Bowl winner. You just had a slight bump to the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills in third for the best odds to win Super Bowl at plus eleven hundred, ten dollars to win one hundred and ten dollars. They were previously at plus twelve hundred, so it was just a one hundred one hundred point bump. And that is gonna do it. Again, right now we're kind of just in a dead zone for updates and changes. Um, just just because we're past we're past really. 
really that free free agency point. We're past we're past the draft. We're approaching approaching training camp, and now it's going to be just relying on news and a lot of the beat beat reports by beat writers that are going to come out that are probably going to sway sway the market. That's going to do it for this episode. We will catch you guys next week. Everybody, go take a cold fucking shower. Thanks. Bye.